All right. Welcome, all my listeners. This is the first uh, episode of In My Honest Opinion. This is the introductory uh, episode. As a, I'm going to talk a little bit about what the show is and what we're trying to do here. Um, thank you for the download, and thank you for listening as I explore this new uh, podcast medium. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time now, and um, I have some extra time this summer, so I thought I'd give it a shot and uh, and see what I can do uh, with it. So, a little bit about myself. I'm uh, 27 years old, live in northern Indiana, um, currently uh, in law school, entering my third year. Um, I've always been pretty interested in politics and talk radio has always been an interest of mine. I grew up listening to some of the greats in talk radio. Obviously, that's a group that's uh, from a conservative background, which I uh, also identify with. Um, basically, what the podcast is is uh, a review of things going on in the world, news events, daily news events. Uh, I wake up in the morning and I uh, read 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 uh, several different sources and try and make sense of what's going on in the world, which is tough to do. Uh, it seems. Um, but I read different uh, news sources and different articles and uh, generally the, the same publications. I you know I check Real Clear Politics. I read Breitbart. Uh, I used to read Drudge Report on a daily basis, but uh, Drudge has really gone downhill. I think it seems like the past few months of this year it's just not what it used to be. But, you know, I, I would go through these things and I uh, I would form uh, opinions and impressions of things that are happening in the world. And, um, I've been published in certain publications, uh, online conservative publications, and um, my opinions are, you know, I don't try to hide them, I'm conservative call myself a traditional conservative in many ways. Um, I'd like to preserve the uh, the order of uh, of the country as it was at the founding um, in terms of the constitutional order that was created and Western liberal democracy. Um, plus, I would also call myself, I have Berkean tendencies, I guess you'd say. Uh, I believe there's a certain sort of social order that um, ought to be upheld. Um, and I guess there's a, there's a split there, right? Because you have the, or the Western liberal democratic order, which is 
individual rights based and it's an assertion of the uh, primacy of the individual and the trumping of rights over any order and any other sort of uh, um, social good, right? The primacy of the individual. Whereas in the Birkin sense, you you look towards the traditional uh, social order, and there's not necessarily a metaphysical or ontological uh, good that's that's being preserved. The good the good itself is a social order, right? So there's a, a bit of a tension there, and I'm thinking as I talk into this microphone, um, trying to make sense of, of, of my views, I, I, I tend toward populism in a lot of ways. Um, and that was something that happened during the Trump campaign and during his presidency. Um, I'm realizing sort of the limits, I think, of, of that way of thinking as we're seeing things start to kind of unravel um, it seems, at least, uh, this summer, and um, um, and there's a lot to explore there, which I want to. So, you know, I'm not trying to hide the uh, the ball or anything. I, I'm, you know, I would say very conservative in a lot of ways. Um, but there's so much to explore within that broad umbrella of conservatism. Um, so I want to do that, and I mentioned that. Um, Uh, you know, what we're seeing right now is, 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 is interesting, uh, sad in a lot of ways. Um, the summer is just full of unrest and you have sort of extremes on full display on both sides of the aisle. And there seems to be a, just a deterioration of, of, uh, of the American system. Um, there's a group that's, you know, literally, not just metaphorically, but literally trying to tear down America's past. And, 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 and what is that? And what, what, what do we do about that? And where do their ideas come from? And how do we fight back against that? Um, so that's what we're seeing right now. And uh, so I'm trying to make sense of that all. Not an easy thing, but I'm reading the news on a daily basis and and uh, seeing what's happening, and looking to see what it is that we can do. So we're going to talk about the election. Uh, I don't know if you've heard or not, but there's an election coming up this fall, um, and it's you know it's going to be a tough one, and it's not looking good for uh, President Trump. I'm I won't hide the, the ball on this either. I I, uh, I support him. I supported him. I I, I plan to vote for him. Um, polling's not looked great here in the past couple weeks, um, and that's something that's worth exploring. Um, and uh, I consider myself a pretty engaged person in terms of uh, current events and 
sort of daily um, topical news stories. Um, but a lot of it really is just just uh, noise, I guess you'd say. Um, and it doesn't reveal the... Uh, my, my cat's burning to the microphone right now, so if you're hearing that, that's what you're hearing. But, you know, a lot of the daily news stuff is um, is noise. It's, uh, it's just... Uh, I mean, a lot of it is just really insignificant, honestly. Um, but it reveals some deeper sort of undercurrents of, of thought and... And, uh, and I guess the effects or byproducts of, of, of deeper philosophical commitments. So I'm trying to unpack what those deeper philosophies are, um, how we can recapture, um, recapture a, a, a philosophy that allows for the governance of, uh, of conservatism because, I mean, personally, I think that the Trump presidency, for all the criticism um, and for all the resistance from both sides, really, but I would focus on the uh, resistance from the right and and, and uh, conservative thinkers because there's been a lot of that more than really any other presidency in my memory um, certainly in my memory I mean I really only remember uh, three or I guess this would be the fourth presidency that I actually remember um but my personal opinion is for all the warts and for all the inconsistencies and for all the nonsense of, of uh, the past four years or so, um, I think that Trumpism um, has been good in, in the sense that we figured out a way to actually win an election, um, a win a national election, and... Uh, yeah, it was extremely unlikely, and it was a statistical anomaly in a lot of ways. And it was, it was, uh, you know, freakish in terms of how the numbers came in and that sort of thing. But I mean, he's done things, did things that other Republicans just simply wouldn't be able, wouldn't wouldn't have been able to do. Uh, so there's the electoral components. There's also the governance component. Um, I don't think that he has particularly strong philosophical commitments. I'm pretty confident he doesn't. I think he has certain convictions uh, on a few key issues and instincts um, regarding certain things and uh, a, an ability to fight within the system and good lord we've we've seen a lot of that um, in the past few years but 
point I'm getting at is that I think that it has been good. We've received, uh, I mean, we've reshaped the, the, the judiciary, which for me personally, I think is, is probably one of the biggest issues. Um, 200 federal judges, two Supreme Court justices, maybe, maybe a third um, before the election. Um, certainly a third if, if uh, he would win re-election and perhaps likely a fourth. So that would be unprecedented. Um, but if that's the only thing I got out of the presidency, I would be happy with it and it would be worth my vote. So I want to push back against some of the narratives that he's been bad for the GOP or he's been bad for the country, but mainly within the conservative movement, I want to push back against those narratives. Um, and um, so that's what this is. Uh, I don't want it to be totally focused on Trump. Um, Lord knows there's been a lot of, uh, and my cat's trying to eat the microphone now. There's been a lot of uh, ink spilled. Um, words written and voices on the airways trying to figure out um, this presidency. And so, you know, I think the, the underlying ideas are much more interesting than the, the daily sort of minutiae, but we'll explore the minutiae uh, mainly by looking at different articles. Um, I think that's, that's the best way to do that. Um, like I said, I want to hi highlight a few different um, articles on a daily, on a daily, uh, daily, or at least a couple times per week basis, and figure out what's going on. And um, I'm also reading some different books this summer to try and really about some of these things I'm talking about, the underlying philosophies. Um, I'm reading George Will's book right now. I'm close to 500 pages in, uh, and so close to the end. Um, the Conservative Sensibility is what it's titled. And one of those that uh, really anchors conservative thought in the, in the way that I'm trying to explore it, which is within the broader academic school that, that it came from. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a book myself. Uh, it's called Coming Apart at the Seams. Um, we're still very early in the, uh, in the process. Um, and I think that this podcast will be Partly me trying to make sense of, of my thoughts and ideas, and thinking through some of these uh, some of these issues. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but I'll be exploring and, and sort of talking through things. And. Um, working on that as the summer goes along. Um, 
And the basic premise of the book is, and this is something that we're seeing on the summer, this summer of 2020, um, it seems like there's been a deterioration, an erosion of, uh, of, sort of the great American institutions, I call them, um, which includes, I guess, I would put first and foremost, the media, trust for media is at an all-time low by far, um, an erosion in trust of government, I mean, Congress routinely polls in the teens, I think, it's at 20% right now in terms of approval, the presidency is, 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 uh, is generally higher um, um, much higher relative to Congress I suppose but even still I think I mean President Trump is pulled in the low 40s he's about right at 40% right now uh, Barack Obama was um, for as big an election two elections that he won, I mean, his presidency was, he was still relatively unpopular. Um, if you look at historical trends of presidencies, Bush was extremely unpopular in the second term of, of his presidency. So, it, it's not just ideology, I don't think, it's 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 a general erosion of, of certain uh, of a certain structure of government. And so we have the media, we have political institutions, we have you know, the academic component of this, which is, um, which is something that, you know, we hear talked about a lot on the right. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's accurate because, and it's not, it's not, I, I, I think it's often talked about in talked about in terms of a left-right divide, and I think there is definitely that on uh, on campuses and in the academic world. Um, but even more so than that, I think it's a it's a it's a sort of a groupthink that alienates people who have differing views, and so I I think it. It, it certainly does break down in terms of left and right, where conservative perspectives, right-wing perspectives, really any perspective that differs from the sort of consensus um, is alienated, driven out, stigmatized, right? But I think that could certainly happen if it was overwhelmingly right-wing. It's a difficult world to imagine, but you could imagine... Um, sort of a conservative consensus uh, which alienates a, a, a left-wing perspective. I think that's part of the part of human nature in a lot of ways and we're seeing it certainly on college campuses and it is left versus right and it's, it's the dominance of one one perspective over the other um, but regardless it's 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 extremely corrosive uh, to the academic world it's extremely corrosive to Free thought. It's extremely um, 
bad, I guess, I, kind of a generic word, but just not good for academic institutions, I think. Free thought, free speech, free expression are ideas that are, uh, I mean, it goes without saying, are cornerstones of American, the American experiment. So, so media, uh, government, academia, we're seeing an erosion of trust, an erosion of um, faith in these sort of institutions that allowed for a prosperous America. Um, and that's troubling. That's, uh, that's troubling. So we're kind of seeing things unravel, it seems, at the, uh, it seems, seems, I'm using seems in a different way than I am in the working title of the book. Um, but that seems to be what we're seeing right now um, with the COVID thing that's happening and that's having an effect on everything. All of those things that I'm looking at, um, obviously the, there's been a public response to it, what the government's chosen to do and what they've chosen not to do. And, and it's certainly impacted entertainment, which is another one of those American institutions that's declining in, in, uh, in trust and, and uh, becoming less, less influential, I would say, to American public life. Um, but COVID has really just upended everything, it seems. And uh, really, you know, people point to COVID as being the the driver of a lot of this stuff, but I think it it's more it's ameliorated the the divides that have already existed and have existed and developed over many many years, um, and so the the fault lines are just sort of being revealed right now. And I think it's hard to talk about any of this stuff without looking at social media and the. Uh, deterioration of sort of mass mass culture or mass consumption of a common news source, a common uh, common perspective or shared culture, I guess is the best way. And social media has facilitated that to the nth degree um, in terms of the news that we're able to see and the news we want to see and the news we don't want to see it's uh, I'm not uh, I'm certainly not original in revealing this or observing this but um, we do live in uh, in digital ghettos it seems and, and that's a problem um, when you're working in a, uh, a, a constitutional republic and which involves um, public debate and and, uh, you know, a shared basis from which we can work through some of these things. So coming apart at the seams, that's the working title. And this is, uh, this is my, um, platform for exploring ideas and thinking through some of these things. And 
Um, I'm trying to, to, to figure them out as I sort of sit here and think through them. And a podcast is a good way to do that because it's unlimited by time and um, um, and really a stream of conscience. And we'd like to be one day where we get advertisers and people who want to make money off the show. But right now it's just it's just me in front of the microphone with my legal pad right here trying to figure out these things. Um, but we're talking through them. We're also going to talk about other things as they happen. Sports. Remember those? Remember those things? Sports. Um, when they come back. Um, media. Culture, music, cigars, all these things. Cats, we like cats here. Uh, so it'll be a fun time. And it's, uh, in my honest opinion, in my honest opinion, I am a Joe. And uh, people say, why didn't you title it that? What does that mean? What's the purpose? I guess the biggest thing that I want to be able to do with this is honesty. I mean, honesty is so important for a lot of these issues. And, and you know, it's we're seeing a crackdown on honesty, it seems like, uh, which is really tragic. And I don't use that word lightly, but it is tragic that we're seeing um, views that uh, are being ostracized, whether that be online or whether that be in academia. Um, so in my honest opinion is pushback against that, however small it is right now. Hopefully we get bigger. We will get bigger. Um, But we need it. We need honesty. We need honest debate. We need honest conversation, honest talk, thought, expression, guided by uh, free-thinking individuals who are willing to uh, say what they want to say and say what they should say or can say or ought to be able to say. And this is uh, the first step in in that. And so in my honest opinion, I, I really do thank you uh, for downloading, um, for listening. You've made it uh, 27 minutes with me here so far. But that's what this, that's what this is. Um, I will say this, it's my last sort of concluding thought. Um, and I'm not trying to do a resume boost or anything, but I have been published by a few different uh, online news sources. Um, the American Thinker, as well as The Federalist. I'm, uh, I'm proud of that. Um, 
because those are two pretty big websites. And that was my summer project last year, was to try and start to enter the public debate on a lot of things. And, and I was able to do that. that. That's what I'm trying to do here. So the only reason I bring that up is because, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think I have a degree of credibility on these things. Um, obviously, there's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a minnow in the, uh, the lake of, of, of conservative thought and ideas and uh, all those things. But, you know, I'm in the lake at least, um, or ocean or stream or whatever you want to call it, probably an ocean, considering how many different views there are out there today. But take your metaphor for whatever it is. Um, in my honest opinion, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit with us for this half hour and we hope to provide some uh, some interesting content going forward this summer and we hope that you're going to stay with us uh, for the summer. Like I said, two to three episodes per week, I'm thinking right now, um, and that's kind of the schedule that I'll try to remain on, but for now I'm going to sign off and I really do thank you and um, I hope that you download and tune in to our uh, next episode. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.